close enough. Dark souls with vandal hearts, sharp swords with handle art to spark souls and charge souls to cross roads with bandits are catacombs and giant doors. Protect the chest that stores legendary items with the dragon bones and iron. It's ores. a grand theft of Dark Scrolls, Savage Quest of Joe and Earl, Lock Shoes to Everclue, Easter Egg to Gaming News, the POTUS needs some bad dudes to crash through like Bandicoot. Oh shit, a game in English, the drone is a shit. Control issues. Well, yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the AM. And this is a dub. You can find us at control-issues.com. That is the word control with a dash in between the word issues.com. You can also go to your podcast provider, whoever that may be. Make sure you download it, subscribe to it, rate it, review it, give us five stars, let us know how you feel about us. You can also go to Twitter. The handle is my control issues. You can even pop on over to twitch.tv slash control issues pod. We put up gameplay videos from time to time and we'll let you know what's going down. Hell yeah. We're in October now. Ooh, we got the I got my costume coming together for halloween yeah i got i got a little piece of mine in the mail <laughs> we got we got a we got a pikachu onesie for theo yes marissa and i are going as pokemon trainers <laughs> it like, would have been dope if y'all went as team rocket and dressed them up as meowth yeah we got killer <laughs> we got killer as meowth yes um trick-or-treating with your cat yeah <laughs> it's great and then uh yeah so next year we'll have him as raichu actually you know what if we're gonna we're gonna hold up to the anime and he's just gonna always be pikachu because all the time you know we, who would want a better pokemon did you when when the, when the goal is to get better and to get the higher badges and to beat all the all the leaders why wouldn't you want a stronger pokemon just a quick story that happened uh, in the past few weeks. Very important since you bring up Pokemon. Your boy Ash Ketchum finally became yes. Pokemon Master. Well, he finally got his first win, right? His first big win. Yeah. Yeah. After just a lifetime <laughs> of crushing defeats. So many homies. So many encounters with Team Rocket. He is finally the very best. Finally his very best. The, no one ever was. <laughs> <laughs> with his unevolved Pikachu. <laughs> yeah, with his unevolved Pikachu with all the personality in the world. Yes. But yeah, let's get into it. A-Dub, what have you been playing? Well, not only have I been playing, but I have officially completed Borderlands 3. What, what, what? Played the shit out of it. Played a handful of hours yesterday. It was... It was magical. (laughs) I wouldn't I wouldn't trade that experience for anything. Like it's just a beefy game. There's still tons of stuff to do. I unlocked Mayhem mode. There's three levels of that. Under unlocked true vault hunter difficulty. I'm sure there's probably a a hard difficulty that's unlocked now. I have the freedom to go back in, build up my Moe's character, the gunner, the iron bear pilot. I could go back, play as different classes. However, I'm not going to do any of that because that game that game just took a lot out of me physically. I enjoyed every minute of it. The every gun that I ever got felt different and special. 
I got an amazing loadout. I had a shotgun that was just shredding everything. It was it was unbelievable. But yeah, Borderlands 3 is completed. Fantastic game. Definitely one of my favorite games of the year. You know, right up there with with Control and the Division 2 and Sekiro. Um, now, I'm kind of in that afterglow of finishing a game, just reflecting fondly on the entire experience while also considering what I'm going to play next. Uh, Chasm just got a massive content update. I saw a trailer for that. I don't think we watched it during the pre-show, so you still kind of in the dark. But the things that I saw, or at least the things that they chose to highlight, made it seem like it was more in line with the game that I was hoping what, that it so would have been is, at launch. What is Chasm, exactly? Chasm is kind of a dungeon-crawling roguelike. It's procedurally generated. You know, all the things that no one likes except me. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's pixelated. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think it was. It you was played it on the Super NES. Yeah, I think it was crowdfunded. <laughs> <laughs> it's everything everyone hates about games, but yeah, it, was, it looked awesome. It had a cool art style, and I, I generally those elements together make for a very desirable game in my eyes. But I was looking at the gameplay of the game when it originally released. It, it was around the time that I was getting interested in uh, Dead Cells, and just between the two. Dead Cells was the more appealing title, so I went with that and completely forgot about Chasm. But now it's back with this content update. You know, they're they're showing off leveling, they're showing off loot, they're showing off different kinds of level design, they're showing off interesting enemies and different kinds of attacks and special abilities. It, it it's a lot going on in Chasm, according to this new trailer. So I finally pulled the trigger on that. I still have a number of open titles that I need to finish. I want to go back and beat Rad at some point. I'm definitely going to go back and do the strongholds for the Division 2 so I can at least put the campaign down and feel like I finished, quotations, that game. Uh, Still have Lone Far Sale. Ooh, I might start that. That's nice and short. I could probably get through it pretty easily and at least have that under my belt. It won't just be some an, an elephant bone <laughs> sitting in the graveyard of games that i'm stacking so yeah man it's i have a world of possibilities ahead of me you know october i'm not going to be getting into outer worlds or any other october games that may be coming out so it's just a free month for me to be able to dig through the backlog looking forward to that because next month got two heavy hitters coming i'm getting both death stranding and jedi fallen order on day one so you know very excited for that but AMC, what have you been playing? Yeah, we don't have to get too much into this. I've been oh, no, pretty much <laughs> this week has been heavily focused on. Well, you know what? Yeah, I've been playing a little bit of Celeste and a little bit of uh, Divinity. Divinity is just, it's now hit that point, that persona point where I'm now 130 hours deep in that game. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, and just, I'm doing side missions. Like the one I just did, I came across. So I go into this, uh, like, this dungeon and it's clearly like there's there's structures built under there so it's man-made it's actually like a holdout for like this crazy magician who just decided to go underground because he hates the weather (laughs) everything (laughs) (laughs) yeah he hates the weather he hates rain he hates thunder and like i I read through like all his notes and like his dad would put him in the cellar when it would start thunderstorming because like he would start freaking out and so then he just became devoted to like trying to control the elements um and while i was down there i ran into an imp who was basically wouldn't talk to me like i tried to talk to him and he was just like freaking out saying like no 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 i shouldn't have done that i made a mistake and you just see 
the mission log get updated and there's a new side mission there um and i'm like i have no idea what to do so then i go into the homie the guy who hates the weather the magician's lair i find notes about um he 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 basically figured out a recipe to make a potion of courage and then so the combination of that is very simple it's just a pumpkin and an apple combined together put Mm. them together pumpkin apple spice lattes yes exactly (laughs) it's that time of the year go to starbucks make all that money um get that courage yeah (laughs) um yeah so he makes i make the uh the the potion of courage i go back to him i i can't use it on him so i'm I'm like what the fuck is going on so i leave the uh layer i go outside i go into the desert then i come across this dude frederick and he's like laying on the ground he has no health and he's talking to himself and he's just like why 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 (laughs) i go i talk to frederick and he's just like yeah my slave my imp slave pushed me off of this mountain and i need you to heal me with a bloodstone which I have uh, multiple on me at this point. Just stacking them. Just stacking them. Just finding them. Like, what's great about that game is you come across like inanimate objects that can t- that can talk, and you're like, "Why can you talk?" And you realize, "Oh, it has a bloodstone, so it's now been given a a soul." Kind of like if you were to watch like Full Metal Alchemist with the homunculus. Mm-hmm. And um, so yeah, so then I give him the bloodstone, I heal him, and I tell him like, "Yeah, I'll heal you, but you can't." mess with your imp you can't you gotta leave let him be <laughs> because like the other option is heal him and let him go kill the imp and oh no fuck that <laughs> yeah I, and I was like nah that's not gonna happen i'll heal you but you gotta leave the imp alone like first of all you had a slave yeah so i heal him and he attacks me <laughs> and so i beat the magician's ass I actually end up killing him kill i kill frederick the immaculate the slaver take him out go back down there and then i get the option i give the uh the liquid courage to the imp and he's like oh i'm gonna go confront my master well he's dead so then i leave i go back to where i left the master's body the imp is there and it's like oh he died like well well early in his life and that's that's not right but now i'm free and he goes skipping away (laughs) 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 and then yeah then that's just a side mission like all that like put together and it's just all within this one contained area it was it's what i love about the game is like there's so much content there it didn't take too much thought to like figure it out it just took exploration and actually like reading things and collecting like books and actually going through it and what they do really well you shouldn't have to get the story through books and notes yeah you should just just update your quest log to you (laughs) yeah like i don't don't know if it was different when it came to skyrim but when i came across those books they'd be like novels and i'd be like yeah i'm not going to read through this entire thing just to learn about like the properties of this sword um whereas like with uh divinity it's everything is limited to about two to four pages and it's not a ton to read and so you get all the information right there and it's it's really nice so yeah like that game has done a, a great job of crafting its side content to not be too obtrusive to the uh, main story while also being very meaty as far as content um and rich so yeah i'm i'm just loving divinity played a little more celeste pushing forward uh finding more b-sides not we decided we're not going to be doing these b-sides because the b-sides are just harder versions of the um the chapter that you're playing and like we played one and we had like a thousand deaths on it yeah, before we completed it you can't handle that remix <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly hit you with that mixtape 
Yeah, uh, so we decided we're just going to push forward with the campaign. That has been fun and hard enough as it is, but we're enjoying it, collecting them strawberries, getting the hearts, getting the B-sides so that we can go back and play through it again later. And yeah, Celeste is just kicking ass as a girlfriend game. Yes. So yeah, let's get right into today's topics of the week. Top topics, topics of, of the week. week. It's going to be kind of so- Sony heavy, a dub. <laughs> uh, when is it not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We are pretty much a... Uh, sony podcast with with some switch news (laughs) with some chills a dust in the switch news apologists yeah (laughs) and and some steam content when dub gets a game every now and then the the occasional hair of microsoft (laughs) (laughs) that we remove from the entree and bring out to the table i think we discussed a little bit of gears of war last week and that's that's about as far as we'll go there's no jump button yeah (laughs) Um, but yeah, so uh, a quick one, um, Sean Layden. What you, hey, Doug, what you got with the homie Sean Layden? Sean Layden has stepped down. Oh, I think after close to what thirty years with the company, or 20, at least twenty. I think he did like ten at his current position, or something like that. He's been with the company for ages. Like he's seen the Sony brand, the PlayStation brand, come into existence, blossom, and then had his time guiding the ship. Um, he did an excellent job. Love seeing him at the conventions. Unfortunately, we had to miss him at the absence of a Sony presence at E3. No PSX last year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, hey, whatever. But I wish him the best. And hopefully whoever fills his shoes does so correctly. There's no telling what this could really mean for you know, consumers and Sony content, you know, maybe things stay the same. Maybe the new person can forge some better deals, or maybe this is the beginning of the end. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be a good segue in the troll of the week, but that actually is not going to be the troll of the week. Oh. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I agree with everything you said. Uh, I do like the way, at least not the way he left, but when he left, um, so, like when you look at like certain consoles, like the, uh, especially when it came to Nintendo, uh, Reggie like stuck with it through like the Wii U years. And then once things hit the ground running with the, the switch, he was out of there and he made way for Doug Bowser. And yeah, I feel like Sean Layden stepping down PlayStation is at its like peak right now. They are killing it absolutely with the PS4. Um, it's a good time to step out rather than leaving while the ship's sinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, you just hand it off and you let them carry it on moving forward. And so, so yeah, carry on his spirit. Yeah. Carry on that spirit of the PlayStation of all those, uh, cell cell processors so yeah um <laughs> it'll be fun. they give they give him a gold cell processor <laughs> for his dedication where's it around his neck that should be hot damn just a big ass chain hanging down to the crotch yeah so yeah um yeah he'll be missed but um you know things move on it's uh it's interesting um when reggie left it was like seemed like it was a huge deal like i don't know reggie was very like personable as uh when it comes to a suit running a company like people just loved reggie um and i feel like phil spencer's getting that love sean Layden, he's getting it not quite as much but i think um maybe the next dude that steps in you know he'll he'll step in and maybe interact a little more with the community but yeah sean Layden, you'll be missed we love you and uh hit us up every now and then maybe retweet us every now and then uh next topic of the week top topic of the week we are mm. going to move into yeah so sony they it's been announced officially that sony has exited the beta phase of crossplay 
So, <laughs> yeah. I forgot all about this, and I'm sure most people have. So, coming out of Wired, um, actually, you know, it's kind of a big deal. I think the big thing was uh, Call of Duty. But, yeah, this coming out of Wired, uh, this is where it was announced, and it was very lightly announced like uh it wasn't even the main part of the story the story was actually about ps now but they just threw this in in like a a non sequitur uh while it's not announcing the news explicitly playstation 4's crossplay efforts have officially moved out of the beta stage meaning that the console can support crossplay on any title that the studios provide the functionality for this month's modern warfare may be the first major title to take advantage of it at launch and likely won't be the last so yeah that was like I remember it was a big deal when like Fortnite and all those were getting the crossplay, but the big one was Call of Duty because that was the big third party company that you know people have been asking crossplay for, but we never really heard about um, from at least from the Sony side. And then Sony went ahead and said, you know what, we're going to allow crossplay for Modern Warfare. So mm-hmm. that meant now like oh, so now like any so game, every can, game, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was still in the beta phase at this point. So now that it's out of the beta phase, you can just assume that now the, the dominoes will, will start falling. A lot of companies will start asking for crossplay. I know um, Borderlands Three they wanted to have that game uh, with crossplay, but we haven't heard anything about it since launch. So it'll be assumed that that's going to be coming soon. So you can be playing with your homies in Borderlands, sharing yeah, the loot. Xbox homies. Yeah. <laughs> getting mad at each other you're stealing my loot like you're stealing my exclusives <laughs> yeah um yeah and so we'll see no, you don't have exclusives we'll see how those how all that functionality rolls out um a good thing with this that i've been hearing um because my big worry with like cross-platform wasn't really between xbox and playstation it was more pc in uh consoles and from what i'm hearing they've done a really good job of um curating it so that mouse and keyboard isn't playing with controllers like that is an option that has to be set um if you want to play with pc players that use mouse and keyboard so i think that was the big worry from the console side is how unfair the competitive scene would get once you brought in the keyboards but um yeah now that it's being curated so that those two sides so that there are options of who you can play with yeah you don't it's not going to be i guess a, a hindrance on your experience so that's a good thing I'd yes say. absolutely and one less thing for people to complain about one less thing for people to to not hate sony about when they say they're for the players yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you're really for it yeah yeah no yeah it's um yeah one less thing to, for people to complain about like every article that i looked up that's pretty much the entire first five paragraphs where sony had their heels dug in on on cross-platform wouldn't didn't want to do it now they finally caved in and it's like yeah well we got a new generation coming so it just kind of made sense like why not lean in you already have pc playing with a console why not have other platforms in there well, the next topic of the week top topic of the week is one that uh, I forgot to bring up in the pre-show, but I happen to have all the information in front of me. We've got ourselves what we like to call a good old-fashioned rumor concerning Elden Ring. Uh, apparently, a Reddit user by the name of EX Hanzo has released quite a bit of information that may or may not be true. It's a rumor at this point in time, but it's very detailed. And it's all about Elden Ring. First and foremost, the big news is that it is thought that the game may be making an appearance in April of 2020. So that situates it right near Cyberpunk, which is going to be quite an interesting month next year. And then he also goes into details about the game's content. So 
some bullet points here. I'm just going to go through some of the more interesting ones. Uh, most of the combat is built upon the foundation of the Soul series. The powers you get from the bosses are integrated into combos like the prosthetics in Sekiro, but for all weapons. Uh, some of those can also be used in the open world to open new paths, much like Zelda. Uh, there's a bar that is used as part of the new burn mechanic. Using these powers burns your arms until they become ashes. Your arms can also be cut by enemies if burned to a certain degree. You can even use mechanical arms as a weaker replacement. So that kind of lines up with what we saw in the trailer for the game. One detail we did see and one I think a lot of people overlooked. So the character with the red hair, the female character, she was putting on a prosthetic arm in the trailer. But some, a detail that we didn't see was that her, the arm she was using to put it on was severely burned. So, you know, that's lining up a little bit. Uh, stealth kills allow you to recover a bit from the burns. There will be skill trees with different paths. Uh, your arms are a new mechanic. Uh, there's a hand command. You can sheath your weapon to use your hand commands. So you could go, you could sheath it, hit them, hit them with those healing hands, put those hands on them <laughs> and pull the blade out, cut them up a little bit. You see, there's no indication on what you can or can't grab or push. By that, they mean that there's no text when you stand in front of a lever to activate it or something. So you're going to have to be pretty observant and see what's going on. Overall, it's sounding very interesting, very detailed. Miyazaki said that if From was going to do an open world game, they were going to do it From style. And the details of this most recent leak about Elden Ring is lining up with those expectations. This leak comes courtesy of WCCFTech.com. So if you want to read it for yourself, you can go on ahead. One last little bit says uh, specific skills like crouching, swimming, diving, your power stance, dash, crafting herbs, magic, dual wielding, parry, deflect, climb, hiding in the environment faith drain roll super armor high jump awareness knowledge got a lot of stuff going on very excited amc what do you think about some of this info um yeah no. with rumors i kind of i gotta see the game no this is these are, these are promises <laughs> yeah <laughs> like this um, is how it's gonna be <laughs> yeah it sounds like all good stuff it's just um yeah i like to see the game so like I, i'm gonna wait once i see the game in action i'll have opinions but everything that i hear just sounds good it sounds like a a good step in the open world direction but i feel like once i see that soul's polish on it then oh. the picture will get painted in a little bit better you see that camera from behind you see that darkness you see that cape flapping in the wind you see that horse you see that just disgusting weapon extending from your arm <laughs> getting ready to cut up some demons yeah i can't wait yeah should be good stuff. I imagine we'll see some footage, uh, hopefully early next year. If it's, especially if it's due when? Yeah, by... if, it, if it's due in April of next year, yeah. then we're definitely due for a big reveal sometime soon. Maybe, maybe toward the end of the year, the Game Awards. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, it was where they uh, they showed that five second tease of uh, what game was it then? Was that that was uh, Bloodborne or Sekiro? That was Sekiro. Yeah, or that bone with that thread. Yeah. So yeah, if you want to <laughs> stay in grappling line with hook. That. <laughs> We can look forward to that. Yes. Um, next topic, we are we have an update for PS Now. This coming from The Verge. Uh, PlayStation announced today that the monthly subscription price is dropping to $9.99 a month compared to the previous price of $19.99. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
quarterly pricing will be $24.99, down from $44.99, while the annual price will be $59.99, down from $99.99. Significant <laughs> price drops. So many nine It's all them nines. <laughs> uh, they got Royster 5 now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, they got six. They got Takashi six, six nine. Six nine. <laughs> they got Tech nine. Both of the Tech nines. There are two rappers named Tech nine. Tech nine and nine. <laughs> Son. Uh, um, <laughs> this coming from Brooklyn nine nine. This coming from PlayStation. Current customers will see this new pricing reflected in their next billing cycle. This coming from Wired. In case you were wondering about numbers. PlayStation Now has managed uh, managed a compounded annual growth rate of 40% and boasts 700,000 subscribers paying for access to a library of 800 games. So, once again, 40% growth yearly and 700,000 subscribers. So, that's nothing to slouch at. They dropped the price about $10 a month. So, you imagine that's going to get some other people to come in, push it over a million people, possibly. Uh, milestone. Somebody getting a bonus. You're saving $30 a year. So, it makes sense, too. Now, you pay $60 for PS Plus. You pay $60 for PS Now. And you set. They um, got to do a bundle. A bundle. A bundle. <laughs> if you could do both annually for a hundred bucks, I think that would be the deal. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like Microsoft, they have like their whole like play this and you get the the p the ps the um you know the Game Pass Ultimate box sale edition. Um, so yeah, <laughs> they send you a box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I imagine yeah that that will probably that that could be something that they want to roll out next year as they as they bring out the uh, as they as we get more talks with the PS Five just like get everything stacked into one service that seems to be how a lot of people are doing it now i know with like disney with the disney plus announcements they decided to just do a, a bundle with like disney plus espn plus and i think hulu with the uh commercials and you just pay like 15 dollars for all of that damn so yeah it makes more sense as you have more services you try to bundle them all together to get some savings and to get just more players in using every facet of your ecosystem so it, it makes sense that that would be something that they would roll out soon and then in addition to these price drops it's also been announced that uncharted 4 and god of war are on ps now damn so sounds like it's a great service hey dev yeah it sounds like it like there's nothing to complain about with that service well, you'd be surprised Straight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit to download input lag why don't i own this it's not exclusive anymore i don't want to pay full price for anything you know, why but should i have a playstation i also want to own it <laughs> give it to whoever i want troll of the week 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 Troll of the week, 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 troll of the week. Still not getting it. They need to just get rid of it and make it a part of PS Plus. Nobody's happy. Never. All right. So today's trolls obviously are coming sideways at this PS Now news, and I don't know. I don't know. They don't really know. They don't really know about it. Uh, first show says Game Pass is still the far superior deal mm. <laughs> because 
that's what everybody wanted to know. Next troll says, Sony fanboys trying to justify how this isn't the same thing they've been yelling at Xbox for. Not having exclusives. Yelling at. Yelling at. <laughs> yeah, so as you guys know, it's, it's a pretty common thing that since Microsoft's exclusives, first party, tend to will tend are also available on pc the common thread is that well they're not really exclusive because i don't need an xbox to play them so now those butthurt xbox fans are trying to turn that back around on on the sony fans <laughs> because of uncharted 4 and god of war uh what would sony do without microsoft to copy yeah so <laughs> this role is implying that ps now is copying off of microsoft game pass which is totally incorrect because PS Now has been out far longer than Game Pass. Just throwing that out there. Just throwing that out there. Sony fanboys without exclusives are Thanos snapped to dust since their console is an unupdated, featureless dud compared to the Switch or the Xbox One. Dud. Dud. PS5's big features will be backwards compatibility, which was done by Xbox One, just like Party Chat was PS4's big leap. What would they do without Microsoft? I'm like, first of all, backwards compatibility was a PS2 thing, so <laughs> let's give credit where credit is due. Microsoft copying Sony. Yeah. Uh, desperate because Stadia is coming. Desperate. Stadia is coming. <laughs> <laughs> the looming threat. The console killer. The the giant. The slow moving giant. <laughs> the juggernaut. Yeah. <laughs> the immovable object. Yeah. Oh man, that, Stadia is coming. That algorithm is going to put Sony out of business. The waves are crashing against yeah. the beach. <laughs> the shores of Normandy. Oh man. LOL. Took them how long to recognize the PS Now was a shit tier service? Shit tier. It's <laughs> pretty good. Uh, they dropped it since Google Stadia is coming, not due to consumer appreciation. <laughs> appreciation. Appreciation. Oh, Lord. A PS Now topic. Great. Now we'll get to see people with crap internet connections be insecure again. Crap. <laughs> I can't do this with my data cap. <laughs> Now, look, we understand the hardships and the struggles of folks who live in more draconian internet coverage areas, <laughs> usually rural. run by Comcast. The ruralist. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it sucks. But you guys obviously have figured out how to live with it, so I'm sure you'll manage. It's not like you're going to hear a big outcry about that over PS Now, because I doubt people with internet caps and crappy internet connections use services like PS Now. Anyway. I think what they also leave out is how much of those caps are used up by like porn watching yeah. so like maybe just watch a little less porn yeah maybe download your porn yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have an archive like a duh <laughs> be a little more efficient with your porn usage oh man economical uh they lowered the price because nobody was buying <laughs> Seven hundred thousand subscribers at at least a hundred dollars a year 40 percent growth <laughs> like almost a hundred million dollars and this like is a hundred million dollars and this is these are people paying twenty dollars a month now yeah. it's gonna be nine nine and nine so they cut their revenue down so that they could attract more yeah uh scamming suckers into renting things they used to own scamming suckers <laughs> but the operative phrase here that the guy seems to not understand which he wrote himself is used to own like yeah they're scamming suckers into renting things they used to own because they don't own them anymore <laughs> how is he gonna play it also it said it said seven hundred thousand subscribers playing over 800 games how many people own 800 sony games <laughs> <laughs> 
How many people own 800 games? Yeah. Across so, all platforms. So odds are you don't own all these games. Exactly. Uh, just because they reduce the price a bit doesn't make this trash service any better. Get a clue, folks. <laughs> I'm getting loud because he typed in all caps in those spots. Yeah, clue. Get clue. <laughs> the underlying clue. <laughs> Professor clue. Get a clue. Get a Colonel <laughs> Mustard with the candelabra in the library. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, these these you can't make everybody happy i mean the important thing is sony dropped these prices so ps now is a more attractive service to people who have been on the fence people who have already been inside of the fence now have a lower fence so they can keep enjoying what they enjoy at less of a financial burden uh they put god of war and uncharted 4 on there so that's even more reason to try out ps now especially if you don't want to buy games especially if you're unsure about games don't really have don't really have the shining gun don't really have the eye for games then you know you get you some ps now you could taste test some things you could sample some stuff out maybe refine your taste a bit figure out what you're all about and get back out there you know it's a, it's a wide open field there's plenty of fish in the sea go play you want marathon the god of wars on ps now that's what you can do there you go you can see how kratos grew up over the years how he's a little more woke now <laughs> <laughs> you you can see you can see for yourself what the big hubbub is about between the old combat style in the new one. <laughs> how he lost the ability to jump and yet he's flying through the air fighting a guy in a superhero battle <laughs> yeah getting thrown out of, getting thrown out of his own house <laughs> uh, good game troll of the week 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 Troll of the week, troll of the week, troll of the week. I didn't ask for this. I'm still not gonna pay for it anyway. Input lag. Input lag. Input lag. Input lag. I'm playing fighters only on this and I'm counting frames. (laughs) (laughs) I'm playing competitive online multiplayer shooters. Not on dedicated servers. (laughs) Complaining about my data while playing competitive games. One of the best. (laughs) Yelling at little kids from Singapore. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Next topic of the week. Top topic topic of of the the week. week. Um, Red Dead 2. What you got? They're giving us new roles. They got some new content coming out. I don't know much about it. You got some info. Red Dead 2 is coming to PC on oh, November yeah. 5th. That thing. Also, it will be a launch title on that on that looming threat, the Google Stadia. Oh, really? Yeah, so That's watch out, PlayStation. Deep. Watch out, Xbox. Watch out, Switch. So all the people <laughs> who, who didn't buy the console version of Red Dead, I'm going to wait for the PC version. Well, it's been, damn, it's been like a year. Did you so, drive it? Get your drivers straight. Mm-hmm. Get your get your, get your DLLs. <laughs> get your kernels. <laughs> Update your sound blaster. <laughs> Make your mods. What do you think? 
I mean, I already know the answer to this, but what do you think are going to be the first mods that come out for the PC version of Red Dead 2? So, yeah, obviously the jokes were that we came up with as we started texting about it was being able to run anywhere. Anywhere. Run into people. In fact, just disable walking altogether. Yeah. Your default speed is running. You just float to places. You have a Wally chair that just takes you around. Oh, somebody's definitely going to make a mod where you could bump into people just as hard as you want without causing trouble you don't have to shave and people won't react to you <laughs> you don't have to shower <laughs> just roll around and shit no they're they're definitely gonna fast travel anywhere your horse grooms itself so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's all the little things people complain about but the number one thing i know is going to get modded are the the shooting and aiming mechanics. Oh, yeah. Somebody's going to mod it. It's like, <laughs> now this is the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> it's going to be like modern warfare. Your horse drives itself so it doesn't run into anything. Yeah. <laughs> it just knows what you're going to shoot at and where all the trees are. Somebody's going to mod <laughs> that the animations and the walking so that you can turn on a dime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so There's you can no run way. full speed, stop on a dime. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what else what else do, do people hate about the game they're gonna mod out of it <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna let you play as john marston for the whole game <laughs> oh man they take they take gambling out of the game so there, there's no poker they're gonna take the camp out of the game yeah <laughs> so you don't have to take care of your crew <laughs> they're, they're just gonna take everything out of the game yeah this is going to be an open world. They just You just show up at your mission, you shoot people, and then the next mission just pops up, and then you're there, and you shoot those people, Yeah, and then the game's over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Um, what else you got? This is just uh, some Destiny stuff, because Destiny is on... You know, Destiny's doing some good things right now. People are happy about Destiny. For even once. It's, it's the same game, but Activision's out of... The Boogeyman is gone, so now we can talk positively about Destiny 2. That Baba Yaga. Yeah, bye. <laughs> Activision, Baba Yaga yeah, game. Baba. <laughs> they kill everything. <laughs> Candyman is gone. Tony Todd ain't showing up anymore. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, let's just talk about some things that happened Destiny recently because it's all fun and good. So let's just be positive about it. Absolutely. So on uh, October first, we got Shadowkeep and New Light released. Mm -hmm. Shadowkeep being the uh, expansion that was added. On top of that, we got New Light, which is the free-to-play version that has a ton of content for people who are just jumping into Destiny or people who are just thinking about returning. Um, this, Yeah, so Destiny now has this new approach where it's an a la carte, where you're just buying the expansions to get that content, but you don't have to buy all the expansions to play the game. Uh, some updates coming from Steam. It reached, at, at one point, over 200,000 concurrent players. So you have a bunch of people just running around in that world all together, taking advantage of that mmo style of gaming on october 5th the garden of salvation release that was the raid for destiny this coming from pc gamer clan ascend have become the first players to finish the garden of salvation the raid from the shooters new shadow keep expansion uh it took them approximately six hours and 10 minutes to beat that so you know they got up and they played that shit non-stop mad deaths no breaks first no pissing nothing, nothing. <laughs> clear the bladder you you better fast the yeah. night before <laughs> wear a catheter 
have an IV. Yeah, I drink from a butter bag. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and so with that, it was beat, and so the Vex, um, Destiny 2's race of hive mind automatons have appeared in the Moon Patrol Zone, and the new Vex offensive co-op mode is now available, this coming from Forbes. So now the Vex are showing up on the Moon, so obviously uh, this has been a thing with destiny in the past you beat a raid and something in the world gets unlocked so yeah now that that's going on so it's kind of cool we're seeing something in the world for everyone or just for the people who played the raid or just on specifically in the moon area it has changed from how it was when the shadow keep originally launched now there's new missions and new enemies showing up in that area and those supplicants yeah so um yeah we're seeing as the world evolves as the raids are completed which is pretty cool i mean what's cool about this is it's the hype around destiny um i i feel like now the media sites can be positive about it because they don't have to focus on um the microtransactions and how that's the death mm-hmm. of gaming <laughs> <laughs> getting mad just thinking yeah. first <laughs> yeah um so yeah now it's positive um there's 200,000 concurrent 200,000 concurrent players of destiny so that oh. that base is there sticking around oh. um i mean it's, it's great too it was so popular with the launch on october 1st that the servers were down and they had to shut them down to make their adjustments to be able to handle all those players that were f- like frocking over to play now most people would look at that as incompetence or laziness or unpreparedness but you got to look at it in a positive light. So many more people wanted to play Destiny again <laughs> yeah. that they just weren't ready for the demand. It happens. Get over it. Yeah. And you don't. what's good is they don't have Activision to blame for. Because I feel like if the servers were down at launch and Activision was around, it'd be like, well, they have all the money in the world. They're so focused on making money that they're not worried about putting out a quality product. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's all. Goddamn servers are down, <laughs> Obama. Yeah. <laughs> thanks obama <laughs> yeah um so yeah like uh it's, it's great yeah like even that little bit of bad news was something that was just glossed over because people are so excited about all the good stuff that's happening with destiny right now yeah you could keep your shadows <laughs> yeah your shadows are <laughs> you, kept you can get some new light <laughs> get those moats yeah you get the get all the light get your light level up and go out there and beat that raid so yeah it's all it's all good stuff from from destiny from here on out i, I feel like um yeah this is kind of a sign of just this generation hopefully we'll see it with anthem but yeah um as far as like the launches and all the negativity with like the no man's skies of the world but now seeing how the narrative can be flipped you see that fan base that sticks around and supports it and then once the game is done right uh you see the the more general audience uh walk back and jump hop back into those games and yeah like i want to see more of this moving forward just see these games turning around and see the positivity thrown back towards that fan base for those games and finally these games are being able to we're seeing people like be positive and jumping back in after the games have finally you know made the turn and are becoming the thing that the developer had roadmapped or realizing their vision, you know, with Destiny, now that Activision is out the picture, Bungie can more directly affect what the final product is going to be. With No Man's Sky, it was like, look, this is how it's starting. We're going to be adding to it. It's going to be a growing, evolving game. And over, you know, a handful of years, it has evolved significantly. So 
I'm hoping that this will help to impart a bit of patience and understanding on the part of the gaming community that like, yo, they, they have a grander vision for this product. So if I'm not into it now, maybe I'll be into it in a few months. Maybe I just need to give it some time and see what it becomes. Like it's a flower blossoming. Yeah. It's like a lesson to be learned with, especially games as a service. Like you don't, even though the hype is there, you don't have to be there at launch. I think uh, a lot of people get caught up in, especially if you're like a streamer, you want to be there day one. And then if it's not what you want it to be, then you just complain about it. Yeah, you're streaming the shit out of it. You're streaming the shit. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, there's this thing that where you need to be a part of the the community, a a part of the conversation. And so you hop in day one on these games of service uh, games, and then you end up just getting upset because the content isn't there, at least the way that you expected it to be but yeah so i feel like with like yeah these games it's like give it a year and then hop in there and then you see how much these things change destiny it took about two years i mean technically a year because forsaken came out and that was kind of the taken king but now the forsaken king the forsaken king but now with uh activision out of the way um i feel like it's uh there was some news actually during the week that i guess bungie was saying that they also plan by i think 2025 to they want to start doing some other franchises some other titles yeah they're going to become a a multi-title studio again yeah well, not again but they're going to become a multi-title studio yeah and so like what's what's I guess that's the the big part of like getting away from an Activision is it gives them a little more freedom. Um, I, I know like the story that I think came out was like Activision, what they they wanted more money and they didn't say, <laughs> it, which is as a publisher, you put an investment and you want to see more return. But it wasn't that they said, well, now you need to create the Eververse. They were like, I don't know how you're going to get that money, but you need to get that money. And so then it was up to Bungie to figure out how to get it. And it might've come out a little clunky for some people. Um, but now with Activision, division out of the way and not having basically being beholden to the publisher to get their return on their investment they can now set up the division two i'm guessing as just basically the the division game moving for sorry the destiny game moving forward and they could just keep updating it with expansions somewhat like how water warcraft was uh you never really saw what we never saw water warcraft 2 they just saw updates they can keep updating this and now we have classic yeah exactly yeah return to form um you just see that and then as that is kind of streamlined they can then just focus on new titles and then we see that would they have the polish it'd be interesting to see where they would go if they'd maybe go third person or if they would stick with it and put out maybe a more story focused like first person experience because i know people are missing um what they brought to the halo uh, franchise uh from that those original games and so to see like what they could do with that um from a story driven pers- uh single player experience i think that would be something that'd be interesting from bungie yeah absolutely um where are we how far are we in this episode no we we getting toward the tail end you got a you got a question we got another topic yes i do have a question um, let me ask you a, a question. question got a little something in my throat that time yeah um so we'll close with this a dub is there a game that made you a gamer more to this the game that made gaming part of your identity and mm. not just uh a child's toy well, I definitely, is my earliest memories of my life were of playing games. I mean, I remember looking at some kind of baseball game on, on the Atari with the wood when my dad had it, but I was way too young to know what was going on. That was like a whole house ago. 
Uh, jeez. I mean, beating Super Mario 3, that was the one where it's like, oh, I can beat games. And then you keep playing, keep playing. I believe it wasn't until the Super Nintendo came around. Yep, I I gotta I gotta say it. Final Fantasy three. <laughs> exactly. It's six in Japan, just so that we're clear. But yeah, Final Fantasy three on Super Nintendo. Uh, you know what? No, 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 no. I take that back. I take that back actually, because that mm. that was a turning point, but before that was Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. Because I saw that box art, it's got like this dude standing on a cliff in this heroic pose, holding a holding a sword up to the up to the skies. It's shining. <laughs> it, but yeah, I was playing this game. I believe the the opening section of the game takes place in the snow, and I'm enjoying it. It's like that's that something, was something in common. Yeah, Narsh. <laughs> but yeah, that was. I feel like that was my first exposure to a straight up rpg like i enjoyed the turn based i enjoyed managing items and equipment the thing with mystic quest i rented it from blockbuster back when blockbuster was a thing and i got to the first boss almost beat it and then it just did this big attack and killed me and then that's when i had to take it back to the shop but i was like no there there's more to this (laughs) yeah and you know, but uh, I don't think I went back to that until several years later, and I actually dug quite a hole through that game. But it it was playing that and just like there's there's more to this. There are systems at work here that I don't understand, but if I figure these out, then I can get the most out of this game. And I think that that alone was the first time that spark was lit. Where it's like, it, it isn't just, you know, run, jump, reach the end of the level. It's like, I need to get stronger. I need better defense. He's doing this thing that's hurting me. I need to either avoid that entirely or figure out how to take away that advantage. It was it was the first, it, it just turned on all these, all these lights and switches in my brain that turned me on to the whole strategic and tactical side of gaming. Since then, it's just like, I approached every game with that desire to to figure out what the underlying systems are how the game works and how i can more effectively shift the odds in my favor to not only beat the game but to have fun with it and enjoy the challenge well what game was it for you though yeah um is your original one uh final fantasy 3 for sure oh absolutely um yeah when i look at it nintendo the the nes it was definitely more of a uh, a toy for me i didn't really know what was going on but i enjoyed playing those games like other than like the yeah like the mario's the platformers where it'd be like oh i'm just running and i'm jumping on shit and oh there's bowser i'm gonna get past him and i beat the game mm-hmm. there's secrets in here oh if i hold this down i can fall behind this block what that's yes. pretty dope all the white blocks <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you go behind the set <laughs> they actually had they had that in celeste as one of the uh puzzles like i couldn't figure out uh, how to get a strawberry and there was a white block couldn't figure it out marissa actually looked it up while i was trying to figure it out and she's like oh you'll never believe it holds down and i fall behind the white block and then i'm able to get to the strawberry yes so like i love that nod that wink and a nod Mm -hmm. um but yeah so played those games but yeah those are just more like 
I'm, I'm super young. I don't really know what's going on, but I'm enjoying it. Then I hit the the Super NES, and that was my first console. Um, like that's like my first console. Like I own it. Like it's not uh, my brother's. I have to share, even though I did have to share, but it was mine. Um, <laughs> it's my name on the lease. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I play like Mario World, and those games were fun. But then once I got to Final Fantasy three, that was like the one that changed everything. And the way I look at it is like. I think it's like there's a trend that if you can get me to read, odds are that's the thing that sticks with me for the rest of my life. Because like I, I just was never a book reader. It didn't interest me. I didn't read magazines. Like I, but I read comic books, and that was like the first thing I read. I read comic books. I loved the artwork, mm-hmm. and I needed to know what was going. Or at least like I could have like just watched it and put the story in there. But it was good enough that I wanted to read about it, and then that's how I got hooked into reading comic books. And when I look at video games, um. I just played video games and that was like, you know, like Mario, there's very minimal story, Zelda, minimal story. And then you get a Final Fantasy game with that production and then that story and just getting lost in that world, learning about those characters, wanting to talk to NPCs, interacting with them. Like, um, yeah, I stuck with that. And then that ends up being like one of my favorite games of all time. And I think about even like, I guess anime in general, I love, but anime i love so much that i eventually got to the point where i was okay with reading subtitles and not like having dubs because i just <laughs> loved anime and i didn't want to wait for the the dubs to come out and so yeah uh. like, and all those things <laughs> all those things for me are things that like i've loved from like at least a kid to like teenager to adult like those things stuck with me because they were able to transcend my my aversion to reading so yeah like um final fantasy 3 that like completely caught my imagination like the first time like just hearing that music and then meeting kefka for the first time and just being like what is going on and there's so much going on but it's so limited to like the sprites that are on the screen that like you read about it but like you know what's going on you see like kefka uh turning on the emperor and like it's a very simple like flashes and just these little like blips like like flying around the screen but you can fill it in and see like the wonder and the magic there and yeah that game just and just seeing the world change that's something that i never really got from any of those other games that i mentioned with like the marios and the zeldas where halfway or at least like three-fourths of the way through the game the, the the world gets destroyed and then it's like what now i gotta pick up from here didn't I, you didn't you think the game was over yeah yeah that was like i thought the game i was like oh this is how the game ends and, and this is the prologue <laughs> and then or like the, the epilogue yeah and then that was like the first time where i thought like oh like i'm at least just keep moving around because they gave me an option that was like even red dead i think i put that down when the game ended because i was like oh i guess you just play as the sun now from here on out like this (laughs) 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 not thinking that it was an epilogue uh yeah in final fantasy like i see the bird and i'm like oh what's going on with this bird on like on the beach and then like started talking to it or at least like interacting interacting with it, with it. yeah and then <laughs> next head in his feathers yeah next thing you know, who was it sid who was in the bed with you yeah yeah next oh, the saddest and then uh. <laughs> next thing you know you're on your own and you got to figure out how to get out of there and you make your way and then it's just you learn what's come of the world and then you learn what's come of everybody else and what's what 
how their identities have changed and yet they're still the same people you round up the posse and you lead that final charge against kefka and yeah i love that game it was also one of the first games where i got to rename my characters and so like now i don't rename the characters if there's a default name that's what i run with but in that game like i renamed everybody to all my friends that i was all the people that i was friends with back then and so like i remember like amir <laughs> terribly amir was shadow and the problem yes. with that, like i love shadow he was a ninja he had the dog but you play with him the least in the game he just disappears at times like i'm out and then he'll just come back and then he'll be like and i'm out and so like i was like oh damn like my favorite every time yeah and so it's like i want to play as amir but amir is never in the game <laughs> So yeah, I was playing with Noah mostly. Um, so yeah, like and Noah was, I think, Locke. Uh, there you go. Yeah. So like, yeah, like <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, like that was the game for me. Like that was immersion when immersion wasn't really a thing. That was personalizing my experience when personalizing your experience was just becoming a thing. Um, and yeah, so that was definitely the game. I mean, anything else like after that? That like. So, like, you have the, the the ball is rolling. Where would you say it rolled into from there? Final Fantasy three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I got that. Like you said, the production value was out of control. Like, it, it was limited by the hardware and the sprites, but I feel like they mastered that medium so well that they were able to just do whatever the fuck they wanted because there is still to this day, there is no other game that is quite like Final Fantasy Final Fantasy three. And I still think I'm one of the only people that that still like feels a little bad for Emperor Gestal. I still mourn his death. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nobody ever talks about that. Like he was he was being led astray the whole time by Kefka and then when they finally get to the floating island and Kefka starts messing around with the the magic pillars moving Gestalt, the statues. <laughs> yeah. And Gestalt's like, "What what are you doing? Like I got to stop you." It's like, "Oh, You've been playing me the whole time. <laughs> he just kills him and throws him off the island. Uh, it's unbelievable. But you, the ultimate villain, Kefka, yep. poisons the moat, kills uh, everybody in the town. Piece yep. <laughs> um, of shit. Destroys the Esper village. Yeah. Mind controls Terra and sends her out in Magitek armor to do his bidding. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah. Can you? Serious question, and I think this is this is kind of an important one. Can you imagine the feeling within that studio as that game was coming together way back then, before the internet, before online toxicity, just we're making this thing, it is incredible, it's this artwork, these performances, this writing, just everything's really coming together. This might be the best Super Nintendo game ever made. Yeah, it's like like somebody's like fever dream where they're like and then, and then there'll be a, a squid, and he'll keep showing up. And then, <laughs> yeah, it's in an opera. And then you're in the rafters. And then you got to do that. You got to memorize the opera, and you go through all of it. <laughs> and, then, and then you meet, and then you meet a, a gambler, and then you're in the ship. And then there's he's got a casino on the ship. <laughs> and then if you push up, you'll run into Doomgate. <laughs> there's a boss in the skies, nobody, man. Nobody will beat him. <laughs> Yeah, like, you got sixty <laughs> turns, <laughs> and then like as that's all happening, somebody's just creating like the greatest soundtrack ever to like a video uh, game. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> Nobuo Uematsu, son. Yeah, Nobuo son. Yeah, like it's yeah that game is just on another level. Like I to this day I hold it to like 
like i appreciated persona that much more because of final fantasy like final fantasy was then and then like i get persona it's like oh i finally get to re-experience like that feeling of like just turn-based well-told story and incredible presentation like everything put together the perfect package and a long experience on top of that absolutely so yeah like um yeah so that was definitely the game that made me a gamer from then on i mean like there's like maddens and all those other games but i felt like those are games that like everybody i knew played but like there were just games that only i played and like final fantasy was one of those ones where like i couldn't even talk to people about it because nobody played that shit yeah mystic <laughs> quest cut the light on but then final fantasy 3 like it 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 just grabbed me from the front door and pulled me into the house and showed me around, told me about the, the paintings on the walls, introduced me to everybody. Mom's in the kitchen cooking. Like, she's letting me taste the spoon, that kind of thing. Like, Final Fantasy Final Fantasy 3 was just the game that showed me that these are worlds. These are experiences. Those characters are people with ambitions and feelings <laughs> and they're going through situations like i went through it with all of them that 60 plus hour experience of just trying to take down this clown prince at at all costs yeah <laughs> it was it was unbelievable it wasn't and it wasn't like oh you only you could save the universe only you can stop kefka it was like we're we're coming together we're opposing this evil regime shit's getting out of control we we have to do this like we have to overcome this challenge it wasn't like you've been chosen it's going to be you yeah. it's just a ragtag team of people from all over their world all walks of life all walks of life i mean cyan and Locke couldn't be more different even edgar and sabin are incredibly different and then you just throw in go the two the twin princes one of which left left the throne <laughs> to go pursue a life of martial arts to go do mma <laughs> go do mma in get the that, mountains get that quad oh yeah that's right yeah <laughs> and then yeah oh god i, I would love if they modernized it <laughs> and then like we haven't seen it since like just that control scheme like just like you know what this guy you're gonna have to do a hadouken to do his moves <laughs> you got button prompts to do his moves <laughs> this one you're gonna have to wait before you can get off his big attack so oh. he's sitting there like holding the hilt of his sword just like hmm <laughs> this guy he's gonna need tools and so you need to look at some of the things that you collect and use them yeah you gotta know how you want to overcome the enemy and take advantage of their weaknesses this guy is the og kakashi he's a copycat he takes on all their all their personality takes on all their traits and their abilities will even start with haste if that's just one of their traits yeah <laughs> Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You got the ninja that can throw everything in your inventory. Can block things with an axe. <laughs> with a dog. <laughs> and then send a dog at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Easily one of the greatest experiences. Can you imagine if they remade Final Fantasy 3 like Final Fantasy 7? And oh, playing yeah. a shadow with, <laughs> with the dog? <laughs> yeah, that's like one of those ones. I feel like maybe Final Fantasy 7 is the test run. And then like PS6 is when we get like a Final Fantasy 6. I'm on my deathbed. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> I don't care about the pain. Yeah. <laughs> Just arthritis like crazy. Just, I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, give me another shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. 
All right. Well, I got to put Theo down, so we need to give him the room. Or yes. we, we need to give him the, the recording studio. Yes. <laughs> uh, the yeah. recording studio slash nursery. <laughs> yeah. So, A-Dub, you got uh, any final words? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not this week. Everything's going pretty good. I'm enjoying myself. Can't wait to get into these new games. Can't wait to hear how much further ahead of me in divinity you get because i can't beat this one boss because i sold the weapon that's supposed to one shot it the one shot it mm. well this is control issues i am the amc and this is a dub we are controlling thanks for playing suckers, suckers.